0: Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV
1: Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, VersaLibs Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show.
2: The leading sports talk show. In all of Central Texas. Aaron, do we have anything to back that claim up? I'm going to continue to make that claim. Uh, four to six every day. Appreciate John Morris. Bears off to Morgantown. And uh, they, uh, it's a team desperate for a victory. John Morris all every day at 3 o'clock. Start your day off with game time at 7 a.m. They love to do some breakfast tacos. The fuzzy Taco Shop out there in Hewitt now. I think that's out there like fifteen oh nine Hewitt Drive and uh Hewitt Road. Uh good to go out there and get some breakfast tacos. They started that um, breakfast taco service yesterday and uh in fact they were doing half price uh, breakfast tacos from seven to nine this morning. Aaron, what do you um, what do you like on your breakfast taco? Do you keep it pretty basic with just the bacon? Now I like my bacon extra crispy the bacon egg and cheese or do you expand of course i'll put a little sauce on there as well do you like the or do you like the chorizo do you like to put a little sausage on there what uh, what is your favorite breakfast taco
3: i prefer sausage and i like potatoes also so uh, sausage egg cheese potatoes kind of my go to
2: i bet you are a guy that's been through the Whataburger drive through for one of those before <laughs> has that happened
3: for those for buying, yes, but the order was for other people. Anytime I made a late night run to Waterburger, I always got a burger.
2: Yeah, but the taquito—they are don't, good. Don't don't. But hey, hey, I'm a that fuzzies. I'm so excited that they're they're hanging out with us and doing some things. And um, Stephanie, I like it when Stephanie, you know, Stephanie from Sells shows up at a road show. And does her things become a very popular segment? Aaron, you and I both stay up till about two or three three of the morning. But you know what I've started doing? I find out when the Stephanie segment is going to happen, and then I kind of wake up, listen to it, and then I go back to sleep. Aaron, are you buying that?
3: No, not at all. <laughs> I was waiting for you to come clean about that lie.
2: That's why I didn't say anything. <laughs> I like it though. I heard, man, she had. Uh, She booked Santa Claus one time uh, around the holidays. I think that was when we were doing our road show leading up to it. Love a good Stephanie segment. And then Tom and Ward, of course, and Ryan. Erin, I mean, think about that. That two-hour program in the morning, it's like six different people on that show. And you and I, man, we just kind of, we just somehow kind of brave it alone in the afternoons. It is the Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas, uh, and we press on, and yeah, we got to react to a tough night for the TCU Horn Frogs. Aaron, I meant to—I meant to do a check of the of the uh, text line to see how many of our Baylor fans were rooting for the Frogs in the Big Twelve. I
3: we had okay. probably well, we had well, quite yeah, a few texts and. Uh, the ones we received were a hundred percent that they would be rooting for TCU. They a lot of them had wow. different reasons. One of them said, "Now that Gary Patterson's not there," and mm-hmm. one of them said, "You know, because well, a few of them said because we want they want the Big Twelve to be successful." But it was pretty much unanimous that, uh, it, as le- at least as far as our listeners, that they would be rooting for the Horn Frogs.
2: Did anybody say they before yesterday they were rooting for them to lose sixty five to seven? <laughs> did not get that. <laughs> you know, did I feel bad for them? I, you know, no. I mean, I would, and and I saw somebody. I knew it would be like, I knew Drake would be the one to have it out there. He tweeted something <laughs> like, you know, I would rather not get to go to the national title. I think he said something like, I'd almost rather have Baylor's season than go to the national title and get beat 65-7. Now, again, he was trying to draw a response, which is what Drake does, and people weighed in differently. It's the whole thing like back to the NIT. You remember that, Aaron? You'd say, do you, would you rather win the NIT? If you could be guaranteed an NIT, you win the whole thing, or you lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament, what would you do? And my answer to that was always lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament. It's not even close. Now, the NIT, when Scott was building his program, was fun. And it was great to either win one of those. I can't remember. See, that's the problem. I know they won a national title. I can't remember if they were the runner-up and they did. They, I don't think they won the whole NIT. Maybe they did. I can't remember. But I, I, that, to me, that was never an argument. You you go to the NCAA tournament, and so for the Frogs to make it. Now, once you make it, you don't want to get boat raced. Aaron, did you not think of that? The fact that uh, that anonymous coach told David Ubbin of the Athletic, George is going to boat race them? <laughs> you think that coach wasn't sitting there back like, told you so, told you so. Who do you think that was? Aaron, if you had to say, if you had to guess, what coordinator – do you think it could have been Kendall? Do you think it could have been? I don't know. It was some coordinator. There were head coaches who talked anonymously. And they said Georgia was going to boat race TCU. Now, Aaron, I thought things were going to calm down a little bit. It was 10 nothing. They did a good job of keeping them out of the end zone. And then TCU hits on that big pass play and Max runs one in and they make it 10-7. And I thought to myself, okay, okay, maybe we got a little something here. Maybe they got it. and of course then it was just like immediately seventeen seven. And then Max starts throwing man, I oh, Aaron, I've and I've kind of felt bad a little bit. Did you see my line about Dak when 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 uh, Max threw that long ball you know that deep out? It wasn't even that deep. He tried to throw an out and it got picked. And uh and then and that led to the Georgia going up, I think, twenty four seven. Did you see what I tweeted, Aaron? No, I tweeted. Um, even Dak thought that was a was a poor throw. I <laughs> know. I said even Dak. Even Dak was shaking his head at that throw. Oh, <laughs> people! A lot of people liked that joke. I think some people were angered, and I thought, you know what, I. I should be the grizzled journalist that I've been for years and shouldn't make cracks like that, but it just was it was too easy in that moment now, some people listening to us today didn't feel a speck bad for t c u and were rooting for t c u to lose. I do think it's a bad look for the conference i mean i say what you will about baylor's hatred of t c u and all of that, and t c u people quite honestly. Hate Baylor more than Baylor hates t c u if that makes any sense, I think that 's the truth. I do think t c u people are still resentful for what happened all those years ago, and Baylor getting the big twelve so the resentment from the t c u people is stronger than any resentment or hatred that Baylor people have for tcu that's my that's my belief somebody can you know they can disagree with that if they want bears Lou uh, but the but but the frogs. Losing 65 7. Even the spin doctor himself, the hippest commissioner in all of sports, Brett Yormark, had to be kind of a little red faced, had to be a little embarrassed last night. Even the Pac 12 commissioner, Klavikov, I think was gigging him a little bit, had the sharp stick out. Hey, like that, Brett. Hey, like that. You want to go west? You want to go west, young man? You want to you want to expand the brand and come out here and pick off some of these Pac-12 schools. I think I think our man Your Mark last night had to kind of had to maybe take it on the chin a little bit. All right, Aaron, have we seen any tweets from Your Mark, or do we think Your Mark? Do you think he tweets for himself? We know Bowlesby did not. Some people do not. Like Dave Aranda, and again, it's not just like you you think I'm talking about like older gentlemen or something. Or uh, No, no. Dave Aranda does not tweet, and I like that about him. By the way, I would like to not have to tweet. I think that would be kind of cool to sort of be in a position where you just don't feel like you have to tweet. Aaron, I'd like Edward or Mike, my buddy, And my co host of the Doomsday podcast, I'd like for him to stop tweeting. (laughs) Could you? I mean, Aaron, you kind of got off social media at one point when you were out of radio or out of uh, sports radio for a while. And it probably, there was part of that you probably enjoyed and liked being unplugged. But now you've had to get plugged back in. You know, you don't want me saying, Oh, Aaron, how'd you miss this? Or how'd you (laughs) miss that? How'd you miss that Baylor transfer? I mean you got to get plugged in again. But I kind of admire the people who don't tweet. But I think Aaron, I bet your Mark does tweet. Have you can you Aaron look at his Twitter real quick, at your Mark's Twitter handle. Let's see what he's done in the past 24 hours. You can tell me what he's tweeted and I'll tell you whether or not he tweets for himself or not. Right, we're going this is a this is a Mosley show investigation of Brett Yourmark. And is he a tweeter or not? Is does he tweet for himself? And again, I if he doesn't, I'm okay with it. I I can promise you that Dave Aranda does not tweet.
3: Brett Yarmark does not tweet either. Uh, his last tweet is from
4: 2019.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so no no championship game updates.
2: <laughs> uh, <clears throat> the younger hipper. Brett Yormark, that's funny. Is that right? I'm sitting here looking for it. And nothing's popping up. We got to get Yormark on the show, okay? Bob used to come on with us. I'm looking at a picture. I put Yormark's name in, Aaron. Last night, there he is with Jason Kidd. Uh okay. Dave Wilson had that uh, had that picture, and uh, two hours ago, um. Let's see. For those wondering about Jason Kidd's Big 12 ties, new Big 12 commissioner Brett Yormark was CEO of Brooklyn Sports Entertainment during Kidd's Nets playing and coaching careers. Yormark helped modernize the Nets branding and negotiated marquee deals for Barclays Center. Okay. Okay. Aaron, did you know all that? I mean, we knew some of that. I didn't know. It's still kind of funny to imagine Brett, your mark, and kid being buddies. Um, This is, so anyway, I was trying to see if your mark had any comments after the game or anything, but everything I'm seeing were like three days ago when they were talking to him. Um, And somebody has a funny meme of what Yormark said to the TCUAD today. And it's from Office Space, the movie Office Space, which is one of the great movies of all time. Yeah, here, here's another one, Aaron. 21 hours ago, Jason Kidd and Luka Doncic with Dallas uh, newcomer Brett Yormark in between. Now, let's remember where this game was. Uh, and I guess the Mavs are out there. Does that sound right, Aaron? Maybe the Mavs were out there getting ready to play or something. Yeah, they play the Clippers tonight. Got it. Got it. Okay. Clippers versus Mavs. And uh, that, very interesting. All right, that game, though, last night, um, I, I just don't – I – you'd all – I mean, I know it was embarrassing and it wasn't a great look for the conference. still amazing what TCU accomplished. I, I don't think – in you know – History allows you to kind of you don't think so much about a final score. They still got there. They still beat Michigan. I mean, if anybody should be embarrassed, Aaron, it's Michigan. It's Michigan taking one on the chin from the frogs and being down twenty-one-three when you turn around and watch Georgia. Now, what I said to somebody, and I, I can't remember, I was texting this to somebody. I said my my fear for TCU is that Georgia got its bad game out of the way. Georgia had to survive against Ohio State, and they fought back and they fought back, and it was kind of almost fluky and crazy that they were able to come back and win that game. And quite honestly, Ohio State was in control of that game a lot and was kicking a field goal to win that game. And and if you got a college field goal kicker, no matter how good he is, you got to get him in better position than Ryan Day did. Okay, where they're trying to kick a 50-yard field goal to win the semifinal. Give me a break! Give me a break! You got to do everything in your power to move him at least five to ten more yards because in the NFL, a 50-yard kick is nothing. It's not that way in college football. You can't you can't put that on college kickers, no matter how good they are. And um, and if I, Aaron, I'm trying to make sure I don't have my kicks mixed mixed up. Didn't that didn't that guy pull that thing badly? I don't that kick didn't get that. Oh yeah, close, it wasn't close. It? Okay. Didn't even get close. So um anyway, that that's uh, that's our beginning today. We'll look back throughout the day and we'll look I mean, I don't I don't want to come on here and break down play by play of a sixty five to seven game, other than to say, Aaron We're reminded of what, like when Baylor played Georgia in the Sugar Bowl in 2019 season and uh, Matt Rule's last season. I mean, they had a lot of people that had already gone or had declared for the pros. Not everybody was playing for Georgia. Most everybody was playing for the Bears. And yet, I just remember... The size of the O-line, the size of the D-line, there was a different caliber of athlete and player, and Baylor was not quite ready to be in that type of game. Now, they only got beat, Aaron, what was the score of that game, 26-15 or something? I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't embarrassing, it wasn't what happened to TCU, but last night, I was kind of reminded again, TCU looked fine against Michigan. But number ninety nine, number eighty eight, Jalen, whatever his name is, you know he's going to be the top five pick in the NFL. Um, the, the everybody, their tight end, Bowers. I mean, you know, I used to have nightmares against those Iowa, those Iowa State tight ends that were so big. Aaron, try to, I mean, think about that. They had one guy that was six seven at tight end, and then how big's Bowers? He's got to be like six six. And 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 appears to run probably like a four five or four six, and he's a monster target. I mean, I Stetson Bennett, he was on fire. He was good. He was really good in that game. He was so on point. Can you imagine Aaron going to that game? That RG three was heard yesterday on ESPN saying, "Yeah, TCU. I'm going to pick TCU, and I'm going to." Um, you know, I'm going to say that the running backs have an edge. You can't do that, Robert. You can't be out there saying stuff like that. First of all, for your own credibility, even though you're a Big Twelve guy, I know you want to represent and all of that. You can't be. You can't. I mean, that 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 was. I, you talk about a team that was outmatched. That appeared to be like a uh, FBS against an FCS team. That's scary. That that was an NFL team versus a college team. And is TCU that bad? Like, no, they made it to the national title game. Are they I, and I shouldn't even phrase it like that. Are they are they as bad as they played? No. Not even close. Things just went the wrong way. But Aaron, even if TCU had have played its best, I think they lose that game like thirty eight to fourteen. That's how good, I mean, Georgia just came at them in waves, and they just had way too much going for them. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, next. We're going to delve into the uh, Dallas Cowboys as they get ready for Tampa Bay. Is there a scenario, any scenario, where McCarthy is not the coach? next season and is there a way is there a path where the cowboys could finally beat tom brady we answer those questions and hear from jerry next
1: Baylor Bear Basketball all season long with Pat and John here on the home of the Bears.
5: The Baylor Men on the road to West Virginia this Wednesday. 5:30 for the countdown to tip-off. 6 p.m. tip-off Wednesday.
6: Follow the defending back-to-back Big 12 champion Baylor Bears all season long here on the home of Baylor Bear Basketball, ESPN Central Texas.
8: La Fiesta Restaurant and
9: Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. La Fiesta, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. You can order any of the delish Tex-Mex food online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. From the La Fiesta family to yours, have a happy new. Year.
7: Stop by the Good Feet Store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
7: I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams & Sons Roofing. Georgia Bulldogs win back-to-back national championships with a big performance beating TCU Horn Frogs 65-7 last night. Baylor women move five spots to number 18 in the AP poll. Bears are home tomorrow night hosting Oklahoma State. Baylor men fall out of the top 25 for the first time since the start of the 2019-2020 season. The Bears travel to West Virginia tomorrow night looking for their first Big 12 win of the season. Cardinals on Monday fired Killiff Kingsbury 10 months after signing him to a contract extension through the 2027 season. Cowboys could get some help heading into Monday night against the Bucks. Leighton Vanderish, Jonathan Hankins, and Tyler Biotis will all be available for practice this week. Dallas Mavericks in LA tonight facing the Clippers. Tip
0: is at 930. 30. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
2: What is the Matt Mosley show rolling through a what's the day, Aaron? Tuesday. (laughs) Let's just keep (laughs) keep going. Okay, yesterday, the national title, we've been reacting to it. Georgia just whomps. Poor TCU. Oh, man, the Big 12. So proud to send the frogs. Way to go, TCU. Way to represent. And then they just go out there and just disintegrate. Just an absolute meltdown, and you just got to hand it to Georgia. Sometimes you go kind of flex on things, and they got no chill. I mean, what's our man Kirby? He was still blitzing and stuff. Like, Kirby, just, just stop. Y'all just run some plays and get on out of this game. I mean, it's just too bad when you have that great of, maybe that's just the way it is, that law of averages, if you get two awesome semifinal games – you're going to get a clunker of a title game, Aaron. That was a clunker for everyone except Georgia fans because, first of all, they were already drinking at the game, and um, I kept—I knew that when they were out in L.A., Aaron. I kept wanting to—I kept thinking, well, this doesn't look like my usual Pasadena. I kept in my mind thinking, well, maybe they were at, uh, maybe they were at the Rose Bowl, and then, of course, I would see and go, no, that's. That's a different kind of surface, the way the whole thing looks. And, of course, they were at that SoFi Stadium. And it's a nice place, but there is something about it. I guess they can't – when you're in L.A. and you're playing college football, to me, you should be playing at the Rose Bowl. But, um, you know, good season, magical season for the Frogs. And, uh, honestly – I know they were happy to be in that championship game, but, boy, that'll leave a mark, just going out there and just getting uh, uh, annihilated like that. But congratulations to our Frogs fans for making it that far. Now, the Cowboys get ready to go to Tampa Bay, and as we talked about, it's going to be on a Monday night. This is going to be Troy Aikman, Joe Buck. It'll be interesting because it'll be the first time Monday night's been on since... The story that took over all of sports with what uh, happened with Damar Hamlin and the uh, the the tackle that uh, led to that cardiac arrest, and the great news is he's been transported back to uh, back to Buffalo, and he seems to be doing extremely well. We've seen photographs, and he's just making incredible progress, and so uh, very very happy about that. Now, Cowboys. <sighs> They got a lot of things to get right. They got to get the pass rush going. They've got to get Daron Bland, make sure he's healthy, have Nishan Wright ready to go, Trayvon Diggs. That was a maybe, just maybe, they can kind of, you know, with a playoff game, flush that Washington experience out of their minds quickly. Uh, you know, Dak needs to be able to go out there and 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 really almost be like, we talk about how cornerbacks have to have short memories, and you need your quarterback to have an extremely short memory and get whatever happened out of his system. Let me tell you some good news. Unless there's just horrible rain or something, should be a lot better weather, okay? it's This time of year, it can get just a tad bit chilly in Tampa, but not enough. Not enough. So if you're worried about the elements or anything like that, I don't think that should be a concern. Um, I wanted to hear, this is, I, I'm wondering about Mike McCarthy. And, you know, I I think it's, I, I, I think that McCarthy has done a nice job at times this season. I do think we have to give him credit for when Dak went out of the lineup and all hope appeared to be lost. Everything stabilized. The defense was great. Cooper Rush did a really nice job, and they won several games. I think Cooper Rush went, what, 4-1 and one as the starter, and then Dak came back, and they kind of got rolling again, and everything was okay. They did not finish well, but it gets us back to thinking, especially with the way things happened the other day, what would happen to Mike McCarthy if they lost another first-round playoff game? especially to a Tampa team that is finished the season eight and nine did not have a particularly good year and should really not be in the playoffs all right part of the problem in the NFL is you expand the playoffs and you you don't always get like a better team in now in this case it was such a horrible division. It has nothing to do with the expansion of the playoffs. It has to do with winning a division in a in a horrendous division. And so here we sit with the Cowboys going on the road to face Tom Brady, a man who's gone through a divorce, and uh, we, we shall see. Could this be his swan song? Will he retire again? Will we trust it if he does retire? Absolutely not. I think with Tom, much like with Favre, Until he's about 50 years old, we cannot trust that he's actually going to stay retired. But back to McCarthy. Jerry, as you thought he might, was asked the question on 105.3 today, the, the flagship station for the Cowboys. If the Cowboys lose to Tampa, and they're only favored by three, so it's a distinct possibility, is... Mike McCarthy safe. No.
11: Just <laughs> I, I don't even want to. Uh, no. Uh, that's it. I, I don't need to go into all the pluses or minuses, but uh, uh, we're not seeing any. We're not uh, basing. I've got uh, a lot more to evaluate Mike McCarthy on than this playoff game. <laughs>
2: The way I set that up was kind of funny. <laughs> that made it look like that that, uh, that that Jerry, you know, would maybe he would think about uh, letting uh, McCarthy go. But obviously, he came around there to to saying that no, it's he these last three seasons, counting the COVID year, of course, and then last year winning twenty four games in two seasons. That he has more to evaluate than just the playoff game coming up. But the truth of the matter is, if you lose in the opening round, the playoffs, we all know how disappointed Jerry and everybody was about having a home game against the 49ers and losing last year, losing even on the road against an 8-9 and nine Tampa team. Now, it's kind of interesting, Aaron, to think about what the Brady – factor of this would do to this what would is it a more respectable loss because it would come at the hands of Tom Brady normally I would say yes I would just say this year Tom Brady has not been particularly great it's not like he's in the running for the MVP I mean if he's anything he's He's shown us that he's closer to retirement than ever, or he should be. Um, he's thrown bad interceptions. He's been upset with his teammates. This is just not a particularly good Tampa Bay team. So I think if they lose, I don't think the fact that they're it's happening against uh, Tom Brady should enter the um, that that should enter the picture in terms of the context of whether or not it's time for Mike McCarthy to go. I think two things are happening here. I think Jerry does have it in his mind that McCarthy navigated the, the Dak being out really well. There's also the fact that they have a defensive coordinator that will once again be a candidate for head coaching jobs. Denver, Denver, has already put in to visit with Dan Quinn, the Cowboys' defense coordinator. So you have an in-house candidate, and last year, Jerry left McCarthy hanging in the wind while he waited to kind of see what was going to happen with Dan Quinn, and in the end, he was able to make a move and, and give Dan Quinn some extra money and help ensure that he would stay on as defense coordinator can he work that high wire act this year? I don't know. I don't know. I, I this this year Quinn may get the deal. And by the way, the defense has not been as good for the Cowboys this season. And I don't know if Cowboys fans especially are as excited about Dan Quinn as they would have been after last season. I think last season they were just ready for Mike McCarthy to be gone. And they would have been excited about almost anyone to replace him. I don't sense that's exactly the case this time around. Now, I wanted to, to to play this. This is Jerry talking about, you know, having to face Tom Brady again, a quarterback who's had the Cowboys number.
11: We're at their home. Uh, uh, Brady is a factor, but... Uh... You know, when you really think about it, we're not playing Brady. Uh, Brady is, uh, you say, well, in this game, quarterback, uh, the fact that he's quarterback teams that you haven't beaten, but with him quarterbacking. But, boy, we're playing the entire tam- We're playing Tampa Bay, the team. And uh, it's, inconce- it's inconceivable that we could uh, make ba- Brady not play well and get their tails beat by the rest of the team. And I'm not trying to be cute, but we've got to go play the entire team. And this Brady thing has uh, got to be sensitive. I, I know it's there, and I respect that. gives us a challenge to do something we haven't done before, and that's beat Tom Brady.
2: So that's classic Jerry. We're not playing Tom Brady And then he circles back around and says, but boy, this record gives us a chance to do something we've never done before, beat Tom Brady. So in some sense, I do think he kind of likes the challenge of it. Tell you what, it's enough of a challenge to win a playoff game without trying to make this about Tom Brady. I think his initial feeling was probably a good one to not make this bigger than it is. What they need is a quarterback to play a lot better. If, if Dak plays more like the quarterback that's shown up a lot throughout the, uh, uh, the, this, you know, this, this season, then they've got a great chance. If the guy who showed up the other day, Sunday in Washington, shows up, then they're in big trouble. If I'm one of those Tampa Bay corners, safeties, man, I would just be doing everything in my power to be sitting on those out routes. You, you show me one of those quick outs, whether it be the running back running a quick out, whether it be a wide receiver, whether it be a, a, a wide receiver running a seven-yard hitch, how can you not be licking your chops? Like if Trayvon Diggs was facing his own quarterback, <laughs> he would be so excited with the way Dax played. Because this is not, you know, you've got to get away from saying this is not Dak. Well, this is the 2022 season Dak. Now, maybe now that they're in 2023, they can try to start anew. But But the fact is, seven straight games with an interception. Okay, is that flukes? Is that seven straight games of flukes? I don't think so. I don't three. I don't think the three pick sixes since week fifteen are all flukes. I mean, this is a man who is handing the opposing team points, whether it be and, and in this case, flat out touchdowns. Not just oh, they're in good position and now they can go kick a field goal or try to score. He's handing them touchdowns. How could you go into this game, if you're the Cowboys, could you really, truly, deep down, trust your quarterback? I know the fan base doesn't right now. All right. There may be some out there. Some of our listeners may still be, hey, I trust Dak. That's fine. That's fine if that's, uh, if that's how you feel about things. All right. It is time. We got portal news. We got crazy news out there in the world of college football. We got a lot of different things happening. Even the Bears the Bears are out there with a new NIL uh, announcement that I that I need to I need to get into at some point all right, all of that next coming up in Campus Confidential. Recently on Game Time, the voice of Baylor women's basketball, Derek Smith, joins us.
5: You know, obviously we all know how good the men's side the ledger is in the Big 12 and how tough it is, and, and, and the women are have become like that too. There's four ranked teams, there's really no pushovers in the league. For the Bears to have won two road games already against top 25 teams, the caveat is it's just January, but you even think about putting yourself in position to win the Big 12, that's a fantastic start.
0: Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
11: Hello everyone, Brian Reese here, General Manager, Harley-Davidson of Waco. I'd like to thank all of our loyal customers for an incredible 2022 and wish all of our ESPN Central Texas audience a very happy 2023. To say thank you, I'd like to invite you to come into my store, mention the ESPN Central Texas advertisement, and I will hook you up with an incredible opportunity on any brand new 2022 Harley-Davidson motorcycle in stock. Again, ask for Brian Reese, and I will get your knees in the breeze.
12: If your vendor does not value your feedback, you're with the wrong one. At UBO Business Services, we are serious about being in the service business. We send a survey after every service call. If it's positive, we call or email them with a thank you for their feedback. If it is negative, we call to see how we can make it better. No matter what your business is, we are all in the customer service business. In your office, if your sticker does not say UBO on the machine, do they really care? Call Sean Hunt at 254 254- or ubeo.com
0: Listen to the Matt Mosley show online at SyntexSportsFan.com
1: Howdy, Chet Garner here Professional guide searching for bears in the wild But not just any bears, oh no A particular kind With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs There they are Baylor Bears If you're a bear enthusiast or even a bear yourself, join me. And let's find some bears in the wild.
8: Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni.
3: Looking for that hard-to-find, it or do-dead to finish your do-it-yourself project? You'll find it at Pioneer Steel & Pipe. Over 2,000 items are included in their huge showroom, including all the steel products you need, such as bolts, nuts, and washers. Plus, you will enjoy the one-on-one customer service that Pioneer Steel & Pipe has featured since opening their doors in 1943. Pioneer Steel & Pipe, 2003 South Loop 340, next to Busby Feet in Waco, and at PioneerBoys.com.
6: It's the Greater Waco Chamber of Commerce first pitch luncheon, Wednesday, January 25th at 1130 at the Baylor Club, presented by Jim Turner Chevrolet. with keynote speakers Sean Tollison, the former Los Angeles Dodger, Texas Ranger, and Baylor Bear. We'll also have season previews from Baylor baseball coach Mitch Thompson, Baylor softball coach Glenn Moore, MCC baseball coach Tyler Johnson, and MCC softball coach Chris Berry. For tickets and more information, go to wacochamberofcommerce.com. That's wacochamberofcommerce.com.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
7: I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Georgia Bulldogs win back to back national championships with a big performance beating TCU Hornfrogs Frogs 65 7 last night. Baylor women move five spots to number 18 in the AP poll. Bears are home tomorrow night hosting Oklahoma State. Baylor men fall out of the top 25 for the first time since the start of the 2019-2020 season. The Bears travel to West Virginia tomorrow night looking for their first Big 12 win of the season. Cardinals on Monday fired Cliff Kingsbury 10 months after signing him to a contract extension through the 2027 season. Cowboys could get some help heading into Monday night against the Bucks. Leighton Vanderish, Jonathan Hankins, and Tyler Biotis will all be available for practice this week. Dallas Mavericks in LA tonight facing the Clippers. Tip is at 9 30. Sports Center, every
0: 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football
2: news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and just a reminder that we have. Hour. It's generally the appearance from Nikki Collin. Thank you, Myatt Fuels, for what you do. Boy, Myatt Fuels, so supportive of uh, Baylor women's basketball. We're great partners over the years uh, with, uh, with, with us. Love having Myatt Fuels a part of the Matt Mosley Show. But coming up next at uh, 5 o'clock, it'll be Tari Cummings, the assistant coach Baylor women's basketball. And uh, you'll really uh, enjoy hearing from Tari. That'll happen in the 5 o'clock hour. All right, as uh, as we move ahead today, all kinds of news, college football, college athletics in general. And for that, I turn it over to Aaron Sexton.
3: We'll start with Transfer Portal news. Baylor football picks up a couple of players through the Transfer Portal today, one offensive and one defensive. On the defensive side of the ball, Liberty linebacker Mike Smith has committed to play for Baylor. He is a redshirt junior with two years of eligibility left. Last season for Liberty, Smith had 85 tackles, 10 tackles for loss, three forced fumbles, four pass breakups, and an interception in 12 games for the Flames. On the offensive side of the ball, Baylor gets a commitment from North Texas tight end Jake Roberts. Roberts. Roberts committed to Baylor. Overall, first from Tennessee, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and other schools, he had 43 career receptions with 541 yards and three touchdowns. As a sophomore last season, he had 28 receptions for 394 yards and three touchdowns, 541 yards for his career at Texas.
2: I like that. Have you noticed, Aaron, that on these uh, announcements, when Baylor gets a commit like that or a – somebody in the transfer portal (laughs) it throws me off because a lot of times for whatever reason however they kind of have the picture of them they have them wearing number seven and I'm always thinking wait is this guy gonna be have they been number seven in the past are they number seven and it's finally today I caught on I was like wait they're just putting all of them in number seven
3: (laughs) I'm glad you did because I didn't I was like is he gonna switch to the to, to the, uh, you know, to safety or to the, uh, what yeah. do they call the? Uh, the
13: yeah, the, the,
2: the hybrid the, position. Right, yeah. that, that I, Al
3: Wolcott played.
2: Yeah. Well, I just happened to notice the Liberty guy was in seven, and then I looked back the other day, and there was somebody else that had transferred in that was in seven, and I'm like, okay, I get it now. this is They're putting this number on everybody. This is some kind of uh, trickery. That the Baylor social media wizards are up to, and um, and I like these. uh, I like the tight. I like the tight end. That's going to be fun. And in fact, the uh, the guy that was throwing to him was somebody that was on the uh, show with us recently, Austin Awney, who uh, had a great career at the University of North Texas. And so that will be fun. And then, as Aaron said, the uh, they continue to bring in and fortify this team. I. I mean, it's pretty natural, Aaron. You you almost kind of have to – some teams get, like, a ton of people in the portal, and then I don't know what they do. You know, it's almost like they have to almost ask people to leave in a weird sort of way. What Baylor seems to be doing is doing a nice job of, like, for everybody they lose, let's say they've lost 10 to 11 players in the portal, they bring somebody in to replace them. I This is the most I can remember Baylor doing in the portal. I'm sure there's somebody out there actually keeping the numbers. But, Aaron, this to me feels like about 10 to 12 guys that have uh, – players that have arrived in the portal. That's a pretty – that's a pretty good number. Uh, and that, to me, that's more than what they've done in the past.
3: Fresh off last night's big win over TCU – The Georgia Bulldogs are the overall betting favorites to win it all again next year. They are plus 375 to win next year's CFP, followed by Alabama at plus 550. Ohio State at plus 650. Uh, Michigan has the fourth best odds. And, excuse me, (laughs) South Carolina has the fourth best odds at plus 550, followed by Michigan and Clemson uh, rounding out the top five.
2: Wait, what did you say? South Carolina? Did you say South Carolina? What did you say? USC. Oh, okay. I I'm sorry. I I I thought I heard you say South Carolina. I'm,
3: I'm, I may have instead of Southern California. Oh, okay. which I don't know why okay. they did that yeah. in the article, but yeah, it's USC.
2: Okay. I was just you kind of surprised <laughs> me all of a sudden. I'm like, "What?" Beamer balls getting not. better,
3: but it's not there yet.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the okay, USC, and then of all those you listed, because uh, I always liked those way too early, who was the who were, who had the best odds from the Big 12? Did it go down that far or not?
3: It didn't, it just listed the top five.
2: Got it. Got it. I mean, you'd wonder after getting beat 65 to 7, like I, I would think TCU's odds might not be bad if it had been a closer game, and that's probably unfair. We probably shouldn't put so much stock in one single game, but man, that's just you can't go out there and get beat 65 to 7. That's a that's a rough look and by the way, I don't blame that sometimes you go, well, oh, you can't run it up. You can't in a national title game, you can't be complaining about somebody running it up on you. And I don't think they were. I don't think they were. Although Kirby Kirby was appeared to be blitzing when it was already about a forty-point lead, I, I don't think that was totally necessary. I like that guy. I mean, I got to say it. He's of all those Saban assistants, you never know who's going to do what. Wow, Kirby has gone off and 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 done amazing things. I mean, Dabo played at Alabama, and. I'm just trying to think Dabo's background. Was he on staff at Alabama at one point? He was at least a GA. But I I, I would say that if you're ranking right now the best college football coaches in the country, you go Saban, and I guess you got to – I think Kirby's you, – you went back-to-back. Back, you've got to be second. And – I'm talking about active college football coaches. Not of all time or anything like that. Active. I I think you still put Dabo three after, but I think Kirby's moved into two. And then, Aaron, who, who would you put next? I mean, just because Ryan Day keeps going and Ohio State's always in the mix, do you have to put him at four? There were people talking about him getting fired this year. <laughs> yeah,
3: making the playoffs and getting fired.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love that. Luke, I think Luke Fickle's a great coach. I mean, I really do. I don't know if I'd put him fifth. I'm trying to think who I would put. I mean, I think you have to put Harbaugh up there. I know they got beat by TCU, Lincoln Riley. I, Har- I think Harbaugh's got to be fourth or fifth. Yeah, Lincoln's. Much as I don't like to admit it, he's certainly top ten. Although I hate I hate ranking a guy top ten. that's always you know ducking people. He's always trying to get out of conferences. I don't want to play the. I don't want to play in the SEC and then he ends up in the Big Ten. <laughs> so funny! It's so funny that Lincoln was running from the SEC and now he has to play a Big Ten schedule. It's just too funny. But yeah, I think you'd have to put him in the top. Five to ten, and then you then you'd have to look at you'd have to look at some of those other SEC coaches. Um, although, other than Saban and Kirby, where would you go? Maybe Brian Kelly. Brian because Kelly, of what yeah. he did at what he did at Notre Dame. I don't love him, but I he's got to be considered for top five college head coach. Top five to ten. And then, um, and then Big Twelve wise. Who's the best coach in the Big Twelve right now? Sonny. Yeah, I I mean, I, 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 I I think you have go. to give it to right. I think you have to give it to Sonny. And then you have to go. Gosh, I'd like to make an argument for Dave, although this wasn't it wasn't that great of a year. For maybe coach, I'd put Coach Aranda in the top three, and maybe have Gundy. Yeah, maybe you go Sonny Gundy No Sonny Aranda Gundy Sark Venables. But then but then you gotta get into we gotta get to know all these new people coming in. The coach at BYU, the coach at UCF. I mean like don't we know that don't we know the coach at UCF isn't that Malzon? We gotta start factoring all those people in. Dana coming in. All right, Aaron. What else did you have, sir?
3: By the way, you were wondering about TCU. They are forty to one to win the national championship next year. Slightly longer odds than the three and a half to one that Georgia is to repeat. Um, and uh, speaking of Georgia, the the uh, final AP poll of the year is out, and no surprise, Georgia's number one. The uh, four playoff teams are the top four. They're followed by TCU, Michigan, and Ohio State. Uh, Alabama rounds out the top five as far as the Big 12. Besides TCU at number two, Kansas State is 14. And Texas, I know this is going to shock you, but Texas ends up in the final poll. At number 25. They just always <laughs> find a way to put them in the bowl. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if they lost their bowl game. Doesn't matter.
2: You know, with the way Texas Tech played and finished and all that.
3: They have a better right. argument.
2: Sneak the Red Raiders in there. But Texas did finish 8-5. Isn't that about what Tech finished? Did Tech finish 8-5 and five too? Both the programs? I believe so, Tech yeah. Tech beat Texas? Tech beat Oklahoma? I think you can make a strong argument. I have people say, "Well, Texas almost beat Alabama." All right.
3: All right. Only fine. Texas cares about that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, that that is funny that they ended up in the top 25 despite losing in that Alamo Bowl. I mean, that's that's the, they're the host team every year in the Alamo Bowl, and they lost the game. Is that right? They did lose, didn't they? To yeah, Washington, Washington or somebody? Beat them, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting my bowls mixed up. Did Baylor lose? See, I want it to be long enough where I can act like I don't remember if Baylor lost or not. All right, Aaron, anything else, or we we want to get to our interview?
3: Yeah, we better get to coach. All
2: right, all right, here we go. Here we go. You're going to like this. We usually have Nikki Collin, 5 o'clock on Tuesdays, but one of her assistant coaches, who's really good and has some great insight To uh, Baylor women's basketball, uh, Tari Cummings joins us next.
0: Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas.
6: Czech Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kalachis to make your next meal or gathering a great success and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, the that means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. My house
10: is-
7: For 60 months, contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate, universalwindowscentraltexas.com, or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I
10: love my windows. They've got that brand-new home effect. Universal Windows Direct.
5: You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC.
0: From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
6: So many chores and so little time. If you feel this way too, WC Tractor is here to help. We've bundled up the most popular new Kubota tractors with the most popular implements and
0: created ready-to-go Kubota packages for your convenience. Stop by any of our Kubota
6: locations and take a test ride in our new affordable Kubota L3302. Neatly packaged with a loader, cutter, box blade, and trailer. Think of all the tasks you can conquer with a new Kubota Tractor package. Come by or visit us online at WCTractor.com.
10: Do you know that this time of year blood donations are at their lowest? But there's good news. You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need life saving transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org. That's carterbloodcare.org or call 800 366 2834 for more info and help save a life with Carter Blood Care.
0: The source for Baylor athletic news and information. ESPN Central
2: Texas. Hi, It is the uh, Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas, and uh, we are uh, proud to be joined by Baylor women's assistant coach Tari Cummings. And uh, Tari, I, I've uh, looked forward to getting to visit with you. Uh, I remember when you when you joined the staff, and uh, that you and uh, Nikki have history you were at uh, at um, uh, Arkansas for several seasons I know for like six seasons some of that time overlapped with Nikki. did Tari it's it's interesting how coaching goes because boy you've been a head coach you've been to different places did you and Nikki <laughs> kind of hit it off back in the day and was there some thought even back at Arkansas where you thought hey I could see us uh you know hooking up and and and, and coaching together one of these days
4: you know it um it was crazy. we worked together three years, my first three years um at arkansas um when her husband Tom was the head coach there we both we both came on at the same time as assistants, and we did we just kind of you know um worked well together, just you know enjoy you know we laughed and just and we stayed you know even after we left, you know we stayed in contact or whatever, but honestly it never really i don't know never really thought about it in that sense you know she was in the she was in the w and just kind of thought she was going to be there, and I wasn't really thinking on that level, I guess, as far as the W. And so it was just, you know, when it happened, it was like, oh, okay. I wasn't even thinking about it. I was like, but, like, I knew, I knew Nikki's character. I knew what she stood for. So it was an easy decision for me, and in, in coming to work with her.
2: So. Yeah, yeah. and. That that uh, that's got to be an interesting decision, though, because you're leading a program, and then you go and you're going to serve on staff, uh, and that's not that cannot be an an easy thing. Now, you also were coming to Baylor at a time of great uh, transition, and uh, and and obviously it was a shock to everybody. Uh, what happened with Kim? What was that like when you first arrived? Was were were folks still a little shell shocked? What was and what was it like? I mean, you inherited some unbelievable players from from Kim Mulkey's program. Um, what was that? What were those first meetings like, Tari? As you kind of started getting to know the team and 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 basically earning their trust is is what you have to do in a situation like that.
4: Exactly. Well, like you said, it was um, a crazy time and unexpected. Um, but I will tell you this. When we, you know, decided, when Nikki decided to take, you know, take the position and everything, we knew well, we were well aware of what, you know, we were stepping into um, in that. And there, you know, like with every situation, there are people that are going to welcome you and there. there are people that, you know, not really wanting to embrace the change. But mm-hmm. I will tell you the one thing that we appreciated about the team that we inherited, they, they were all willing to, to embrace us and, and give us that opportunity to get to know them as people and to coach them. And that that made the transition that much um, smoother in that sense. Yeah. So they're buying into it. So we were, you know, very grateful for, for that.
2: Talking to Tari Cummings, Baylor assistant uh, women's coach, and, uh, and Tari, you also play an enormous role in recruiting uh, as well. And man, I, that's one of the things. This team's on a roll right now. I mean, that was kind of cool to see that, um, I, I mean, there were, it wasn't just Big 12 awards, uh, it was some, uh, national awards that were being passed out <laughs> to Sarah Andrews. Yeah. And, and, uh, but now I got to start with some of this recruiting. This class, we're not used to seeing freshmen play immediately around here they in some sense a lot of times they have to wait their turn and in this case uh with Dariana and 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 of course Bella and and some of the other players that uh, y'all brought in well they've made and part of that's because you know of some injuries and other things but man they 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 do not seem shy and I was even looking (laughs) at some of those other numbers from uh, Dariana the other day um uh, that that uh, Tari, that's that's kind of um, uh, remarkable, isn't it? For people that just sort of, in, in, I think in men's basketball, we're used to freshmen making those immediate impacts. It doesn't always happen at the women's level. Like what what has allowed Dariana and 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 Bella and some of your other uh, freshmen to to flourish uh, so quickly here in this program?
4: Um, well, I think you know. A lot of that is the system that Nikki um, has has us in, you know. Um, you know, she's big on you know putting kids in positions to where they're going to be successful and not setting them up for failure. In that, um, both Dariana and Bella are obviously both talented um, players, and and so and like you said, it was you know we had some injuries, some unforeseen. Um, injuries or whatever. So, but as we say in basketball, next man up, right? And they stepped into that role and they have just been incredible with, you know, embracing it and and being able to produce. But again, it goes back to the system um, that they're in and that we play that allows them to to be able to have the freedom to, to play and, you know, and not feel pressure and make mistakes and grow and learn from those mistakes as well.
2: Tari, you you all made a move here uh and and went up five spots. I, I could argue you probably should have gone up more considering <laughs> two big time road wins over Oklahoma, uh and then and then uh you turn around and go on the road to a hot Kansas team. They've had some great wins this year. They have. What they have. what um, what is it? that you feel like even in these last couple of weeks, I was there at that game at the American Airlines Center, and it did not go how you guys wanted. <laughs> and so I know everybody had to be a little bit down after that. What What is – put your finger on it for me, what sort of happened with this team to seemingly it, – it's almost kind of like you all used a, a, a tough circumstance to jumpstart things because since then – uh, the uh, y'all y'all have been on a roll. What do you think is the is the biggest reason for that?
4: Um, it's, it's like you said. Obviously, you know, that game did not go the way we wanted it to. But you know, in every situation and when adversity hits, you have decisions to make on which way. You know, either you're going to allow it to continue to steamroll it, steam steamroll you um in a negative way or are you gonna use it um to propel you in the you know in the right direction and I think we sat down and we talked about it as a staff and as as a team and, you know, said this this game doesn't define us. You know, and there's still a lot of time left and we have season coming on. So, you know, after the break we came back and the kids were focused. And and right now, you know, People, we're just playing well. The team is playing well together. They're connected. They're synergy. Um, they bought in defensively. Tony's doing a great job with our team defensively and um, and just um, how we're scheming and just staying with the basics of, you know, the fundamentals of what we do. Um, offensively, you know, Nikki, um, you know, she, she's putting them in, in situations to be successful. And But the kids are body, and they understand it, and they and they want to be successful. And, again, going back to just their mindsets of being locked in, connected, and having that synergy and, and understanding that, you know, we, we have a lot to accomplish, and this team is
2: good. Tari Cummings, uh, Baylor assistant, women's coach, joining us on the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. I mentioned Sarah Andrews, and she's been on a tear <laughs> And yeah. she's she's, she's um, uh, scoring over 30 points. And I know she said the other night, hey, I'd do whatever it takes for us to win. And I think that's accurate. Lately, though, I mean, I, I think she's taken on that scorer's mentality and, and, and realizing, hey, Asia's out. Uh, you know, Dre's not going to be able to play this year. I mean, at times, I need to be that primary scorer. What have you seen, um, Tori, now that you've been around her into her second season, is that something that y'all have had to kind of remind her, hey, you're a great scorer and you have to encourage her to think about that? (laughs) Or is that something she's kind of come to on her own because she seems to be uh, in one of those zones right now?
4: She is, you know um – Sarah, is, you know, love coaching her. Love being around the team. Loves her um, great personality. But yeah, from the difference of this year and last year, um, is you know, um, her role is changing, and her understanding that you know she she doesn't have Jordan um, with her this year, um, and that you know needing to be more of a force, and we don't have you know List and, and Queen in that sense. So um, you know, more of a leader with the ball on the floor um, and taking charge because she. Capable of it and not settling. So, yeah, she's just, um, she is in that mindset of understanding what her significance is to this team and our success. So, she's embraced it and it's, um, you know, it's been fun to watch. It's been very fun to to coach her and to watch it live. So,
2: you have, in, in kind of reading about your background, you're sort of credited for being really good at, uh, well, a lot of things, but especially working with the forwards. And, of course, you you went from last year having such a thin team uh, or a thin lineup uh, bench to suddenly having, uh, I'm sure you look over there some days, I mean, there's one player who's a freshman, that I saw her early in the season. She's like, what, 6'3 or 6'4", and I'm thinking, hey, can we get her more involved? I mean, my gosh, she looks like she's going to be a shot-blocking dude. Uh, and then, of course, from a recruiting standpoint, I believe you all have a 6'7 player um, well, we you know, showing up on the scene, which is kind of amazing. But what is it about the forward position that you've been drawn to? I was thinking back about your play in Oklahoma State. But what and what is kind of your philosophy with these forwards? What do you find yourself working with them the most on? Is it footwork? Is it a, a, seri- a lot of things? What do you what do you find yourself really zeroing in on?
4: I mean, I would tell you this: with this group, they're all different, you know, and they're all they all have possess a different skill set. But we do we do spend a lot of time on footwork, and and really just um, you know, right now during the season, working on you know shots that are going to get within our system, and everything, and just uh, continuing to you know sharpen those skills. And but yeah, but right now, yeah. Footwork is a lot of things, um, and then just understanding, um, you know, how to be successful with their different skill sets, and understanding that what works for one doesn't work for the other, you know. So, so um, I just, I mean, I don't know. I I love, I love coaching them. Um, you know, I, I just love how, you know, I, I like to say that, you know, from the forward post position, you know, we set the catalyst for the, you know, for the for so the, the physicalness of our team and the, the toughness and the mindset of that. So um and and they, they gotta do a lot of the dirty work that doesn't always get, you know, noticed and appreciated um by, by the public, but you know, the team understands what it you know, what it what it means. So yeah, um, but no, I, I I enjoy it from but yeah, we work on a little bit of everything, you know, from footwork from, you know, just their their shots and just um, you know, how they can be successful. Um, with their skill set where it is right now. And then moving into
2: the, you know, the summer and everything, that's when we'll start adding adding new tools to that tool belt. All right. You being a former star at Oklahoma State, (laughs) Sophia being a former star at Baylor, do y'all ever – and by the way, we've got a big (laughs) game tomorrow night. Here come the – here come the uh, the pokes into town. But do y'all ever get yes. out there and, and, and demonstrate? I mean, do you still have it? Do you still you know, you still like to play a little pickup every now and then?
4: Listen, listen. In my heart of hearts I still have it. But these knees <laughs> they're like, hey
2: <laughs>
4: we'll shoot. I'll shoot all day, yes. Yeah. But yeah. um, but no, we don't. We don't do too much of that out there with that. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, bang on them with the pad a little bit, but uh, you know, show demonstrate a little bit. But I know my lane yeah. right now.
2: <laughs> I've seen y'all out there with those uh, with those pad, those blocking pads, whatever you call, them, shoving on them. I mean, you got to be able, you got to be tough to to get through one of those practices. All right, Tari Cummings joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. Tell me what. Uh, y'all really took it to Oklahoma state in the, uh, in the in the big twelve tournament. I was there for that one, and I mean it was it got ugly and it got out of control. <laughs> Oklahoma State made a uh, a coaching change. Tell me, especially since you probably still have a little bit of insider knowledge on your alma mater what um, what is their uh, kind of change in coaching their new coach and what's the philosophy and what have they looked like so far this season?
4: Um, I will tell you, they are a lot different than what they were last year. Um, you know, playing, playing, um, at a faster rate, they're pushing the ball. They're sending a lot of different, um, you know, drag screens and everything. And they're playing with a lot of confidence and, um, shooting the ball well. So one of the things we're going to have to really be, you know, disciplined to rebound and just, you know, give them one shot with that and you know getting back in transition um she brought in a lot of different kids uh, some transfers that are uh, making an immediate impact for them so i just um lot it's a different contrast of styles than than what um you know they were last year so that's what you know we've been telling our kids is and you know they're coming in with a big win over texas so telling them like you know forget about the the OSU that was last year, and we have to respect this opponent coming in and understanding they are different. We're not, you know, we don't know this team, you know, like we knew the other ones. So um, just understand it's going to, they, they actually they do a lot of things. They set a lot of ball screens like we do. So um, it's going to be, it'll be interesting. And we'll have to, you know, like I said, be dialed in defensively and making sure that um, we're being aggressive on the offensive side of things as well.
2: By the way, you having had been in the SEC for a while, were you rooting for the Bulldogs or were you rooting for the little guy TCU that got crushed last no, night?
4: Listen, I was rooting for I was rooting for TCU. I was won the league Big Twelve, you know. I wanted us to be successful, so I was you know disappointed <laughs> that for them, but you
2: know. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was uh, that was a rough one. I I was like, man, is there going there what? be a could there be a mercy rule or something? But anyway, it's. Um, and by the way, the longer you're around Baylor, you'll realize how Baylor people have a very tough time pulling for TCU in anything. So I know, a, I know. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I was thinking of the greater good of the league, though. You know,
2: good, good for you, good for you. I think that's a uh, that that's a that's the adult way to look at this thing. Okay, the rest of us are childish. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tari. And will no, we, yes, we, I will
4: be. I said no. yes tomorrow. Even though we are playing my alma mater, I am green and gold. We are ready, ready to get to this so. <laughs> done.
2: I like it. Great visiting with you, Tari Cummings, joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, Tari.
4: Thank you. Y'all have a
2: good day. Yeah, you bet. And uh, we now get back into Cowboys seven and O record. Tom. Uh, Tom Brady has against the Cowboys we'll react to it, we'll do it next
0: the source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas
10: it's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas, now here's the voice of the Bears
5: Everybody, Semper Check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up to the Victor goes the spoils. A big week for Baylor women's basketball, and they rack up Big 12 and national honors. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Drop the great selection of new cars and trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. Say big during the Big Finish sales event on new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star trucks with total values of up to $7,250 and no payments for 90 days. First responders get $500 in bonus cash. Come see why Ram continues to win awards every year. If we don't have what you want in stock, we'll custom build the truck of your dreams and order it today. Hurry in for some of the best deals of the year on Ram trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco.
0: If you like the Baylor gear John and the crew are wearing, check it out at the Baylor Bookstore on campus or online at BaylorShop.com.
5: Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions.
3: Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Let's go! Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics.
10: You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris.
5: And welcome back. It was a week to remember for Baylor women's basketball. For the first time in school history, they won two road games over ranked opponents last week. First, knocking off 17th-ranked Oklahoma. Then on Saturday, knocking off 21st-ranked Kansas. Both on the road. For their efforts, Baylor is named ESPN's Team of the Week. Baylor swept the Big 12 honors for the week. Sarah Andrews, the player of the week. Dariana littlepage Bugs, the Big 12 newcomer of the week. And Sarah Andrews caps that being named ESPN's National Player of the Week.
4: Okay. Um, I think, you know, it's amazing. I'm just very proud of us. I think we deserved it. Uh, Just playing our best basketball right now, I think, you know, we got a lot more left in the take, but I think, like, well-deserved for us.
13: You you have to guard against being complacent. You know, we, we like – I mean, go figure. We're we're three games in and the only team that hasn't lost a game in the league. But that can flip in a week. You know, you see what it's done in a week. To put ourselves in position, it can easily flip in a week. You know, and, and I think the fact that Oklahoma State beat Texas is going to raise everyone's antenna. No one's thinking – Oklahoma State is Oklahoma State from a year ago. I mean, they're a totally different team, and, and you know, we are we think we can beat anyone. I also think if we don't show up and compete and we're not prepared that we can get beat by anybody in this league. So um, proud but never satisfied, kind of that mentality that we've got to take. There's a reason why we won those two games, but if we suddenly feel like we've arrived, you know, it, it'll turn on us real quick.
5: Baylor women's coach Nikki Collin, preceded by guard Sarah Andrews. Baylor women's basketball back home and back in action tomorrow night in the Farrell Center. It's a 7 p.m. tip off tomorrow as Baylor hosts the Cowgirls of Oklahoma State. The Baylor men on the road, they'll play at West Virginia tomorrow evening at 6. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris.
0: Tune in to Dallas Cowboys football on your home for America's team, ESPN Central Texas.
12: Run, don't walk, to the baylor Lion Foundation's annual membership drive. Sign up or renew your membership today at BaylorLineFoundation.com for a chance to win a basket of Baylor Line gear and more surprise giveaways. Members get exclusive discounts and opportunities with Baylor Line partner organizations. Plus, you'll get a new issue of the Baylor Line magazine delivered right to your mailbox. Support the voice of Baylor alumni since 1859 and the organization doing the most in the Baylor family. Become a Baylor Line Foundation member today at BaylorLineFoundation.com. com.
7: Attention farmers and ranchers. You want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry-out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their market location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal
9: Health. How pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron.
0: I was always active. no knee pain and after my second step i went into my good feet dance
9: today he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors i feel like a new person
0: thanks
11: to the good feet store
9: see for yourself how arch supports can help you stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com.
7: stop by the good feet store in the central marketplace in waco and now in temple
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
7: I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Georgia Bulldogs win back-to-back national championships with a big performance, beating TCU Horn Frogs 65 to seven last night. Baylor women move five spots to number 18 in the AP poll. Bears are home tomorrow night hosting Oklahoma State. Baylor men fall out of the top 25 for the first time since the start of the 2019-2020 season. The Bears travel to West Virginia tomorrow night, looking for their first Big 12 win of the season. Cardinals on Monday fired Cliff Kingsbury 10 months after signing him to a contract extension through the 2027 season. Cowboys could get some help heading into Monday night against the Bucks. Leighton Vanderish, Jonathan Hankins, and Tyler Biotis will all be available for practice this week.
0: Dallas Mavericks in L.A.
7: tonight facing the Clippers. Tip is at 930.
0: SportsCenter, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
2: Oh, this is Matt Mosley Show. Great to have uh, Tari Cummins on, former Oklahoma State player. And the Pokes are coming into town. Aaron, I still think they may be called the lady, or may, they may be called the cowgirls, although we've kind of eliminated any of that kind of thing from women's basketball. Um And uh, but I think that still happens there because it would be strange perhaps to call them the Cowboys. So I think it's still the Oklahoma State Cowgirls. They're headed to town and uh, that'll be a good matchup. They've got a new coach. uh, uh, And as coach was explaining to us, they like to they like to get it up, move it up and down the court a little quicker. And that win they had the other day. I mean, it should get everybody's attention. They did uh, take down uh, University of Texas, and no matter how many players Texas has lost, to injury or whatever, that's still Vic Schaefer has a good program. They won the Big 12 uh, uh, tournament last year and had a really good run in the um, tournament, as I recall, so you got to keep an eye on uh, that situation. Now, as we try to solve, and we're going to react a little bit more to the TCU game last night, although let's not try to go point by point on a 65 to 7 loss. I'm kind of thinking today in terms of what does Baylor think after watching something like that. The good news is, you know Baylor and TCU were both trying to knock down the door in 2014. They didn't quite do it. Bears finish after not this not this season, but last season fifth in the country i mean you know that was an unbelievable season i think now we know the bears were predicted too high um to finish too well and and any, any thoughts of like a top 10 team it didn't happen now aaron there was one thing that was going around earlier today i mean it was kind of interesting how many different coaches have been picked to be top 10 in the country or 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 started the year, you know, like, predict to be ranked, and then and then ended up unranked. Uh, and it, it appears that Jimbo has the market cornered on that one. Now, unfortunately, Dave Aranda now joins that group because they were predicted to be in the top ten, and they finished unranked. So, you know, got to own it. I mean, the good news is that he had an unbelievable season, and then they didn't live up to expectations this year. I think they'll have a different approach next year. I think things will be a lot different. I think the team's going to look a lot different. They've got new players coming in, and so I think this will be interesting. TCU, great year. I mean, I, I, the magical run that they had and what Duggan did, I don't think a 65-7 loss to Georgia can completely take – well, it doesn't take any of that away. It just leaves a bad taste. It just is a – weird way to end the season now in time everybody will have the proper perspective i heard from john denton the uh, radio voice of the frogs and uh, he's retiring after 28 30 years of calling these games maybe 33 years of doing that and and i think the frogs as they return today to campus and have everybody waiting out there for them they were going to arrive between like five and six this evening on campus and they were going to be coming into uh Eamon Carter Stadium, and they're going to have a bunch of fans out there welcoming them back, and they should. They should celebrate that. Is it embarrassing to get rolled by 58 points? Yeah, absolutely. But would you still, you know, what they did to get there, I think you've got to give them credit, and I think Sonny Dyke should be uh, on every Coach of the Year list occasionally what happens is one of these teams, like an Alabama or a Georgia in this case, just flexes its muscle and says, we have better athletes, we are superior. And then on top of that, TCU played horribly. I mean, when they had a chance to maybe try to fight back and get in the game, Duggan has Quentin Johnston racing down the field on a a throw, and if he throws it to the right spot, Johnston has a chance to make a huge play, and he doesn't and he basically throws the safety into the play, and, and, and that ends another drive. Duggan tried everything. He's a great warrior, great player, but he didn't have anything going in this game, and the Frogs just got beat. And I think, according to our text line, there were a lot of Bears fans, there were a lot of Baylor fans who were okay in actually rooting for the Frogs going into last night's game. That said, Aaron, as that thing started to get away from them and as the Frogs fans everywhere were suffering in a monstrous upset, I don't think even those same Bear fans were feeling too badly. I kind of hated it for Duggan. I hated it for some of the individual players like Quentin Johnston from uh from uh from Temple. Uh you know, I hated it for the other guy from Temple. God, big tight end. I love that player that transferred in there. Um, it, it just, it was, it was tough to watch in for certain players. Now, for the brand and for the school itself, I can't say that I was sitting there feeling a great deal of com- uh, compassion, empathy, whatever. I can't say that I was feeling that. I also was kind of hating it for the Big 12. For Brett Yarmark, who was so proud and pleased to be represented by the Frogs and to have a Big 12 team make it to the championship game, I think he was proud. He was hanging out with Luka Doncic and Jason Kidd, who were on the field before the game because the Mavs play the Clippers tonight and they were in town. I I hate it for the Big 12 that TCU just got boat raced, as some coach had predicted from the SEC in an article written by The Athletic from last week. Um, now, Aaron, I, 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 as you were watching that and thinking back on this game, you were wanting the Frogs to perform well and wanting to see the Big 12 get a victory in the national title game. But I think, much like me, when it got ugly, it, it, it's just impossible to, when you're wired to dislike the Frogs, and in that rivalry that the Bears and TCU have, Aaron, I don't think you even felt a great deal of compassion. Am I right?
3: No, I didn't. Once it was obvious that this was going to be a blowout, I just turned it off, and I wasn't sad. I'll put it that way.
2: Did you have your reverse jinx Georgia T-shirt on as you were watching the game last night?
3: I did, and it obviously nice. did not work.
2: See, I think – I don't know. I don't know what kind of games you're playing with us because I think I think deep down you might have been pulling for those dogs to put on a shirt like that and have the in the dogs. I don't know. I think there might have been, even early in that game, something in you rooting a little bit for the dogs. Now, I thought that was a weird moment. At some point in the broadcast they said something about how they didn't bring – Uga to the game now why would you not bring hey what what would make you not bring if you're georgia i mean i i think you can safely or you could even drive Uga out there if you just wanted to let him out and use the bathroom every once in a while and didn't want to have to put him on a flight but those flights it doesn't take forever that's a three and a half four hour flight from uh from atlanta yeah five hours Five and a half, whatever. I mean, that's, that's a, uh, you know, that's a, it's a decent flight. I'm, I'm a little surprised they did not bring the live mascot, Ugga. Now, Aaron, that may not have been a thought in your mind, but I thought that was a weird nugget when when uh, Kirk Herbstreet shared that thought that, hey, they didn't bring Ugga to the game. If you're Georgia and you're playing for a national title, how do you not bring Uga to the game? Did that surprise you at all?
3: Absolutely, I, I was really dumbfounded. I like you say, how, how do you not bring him to the game?
2: Is it, is it, some? Did they did they cower to the PETA folks, who are the reason we can't bring the bears to the in, inside the stadium? And let them drink Dr Pepper anymore. They think the sugar or whatever's bad. Well, it's bad for all of us, humans and bears. And they don't like. They think the crowds it's it's unkind to the animals to have that kind of crowd around. Here's what I'd say about that. I think the crowd noise is okay for animals. I understand the fireworks kind of freak them out, and I and I try to keep my I try to keep Scout the away from the fireworks. I think keeping them out of a a, a large crowd noise may be overdoing it. But the Georgia folks may have cow. and I'm shocked about this. I cannot believe you would not have that bulldog, Ugga, at the game. I don't know who to blame for this, but that's a that's a bad thing. Now um TCU folks, Aaron, you've been looking at some of these things the way too early two thousand twenty three rankings. Now the Bears, by virtue of their record this year, six and seven and what four, four straight. Big Twelve losses are not going to be likely unless there's just some quarterback they bring in, and I just don't think their Bears are going to be ranked next year. I don't. I don't see any scenario for it, Aaron. By the time we get to next season, though, and the media gathers round and they and they get their vote, they pick Baylor to win it this year, Oklahoma second. Neither one of them did anything. I mean, the Bears and the and in, the, in Oklahoma didn't get it done, and barely became bowl eligible. All right? So, they I mean, they both ended up with six wins on the season. Aaron, when push comes to shove and they rank the Big 12 next year, do, do you think that TCU, and, of course, they'll have Chandler Morris, likely as their starting quarterback, based on getting to the national title game, will the media have TCU predicted to be the number one team in the conference or will they have been, have egg on their face from having predicted Baylor after Baylor finished fifth in the country? How do you think this thing will play out? Do you think, and I'm kind of curious about our textures, two five four six six two sixteen sixty on the CNC collision center text line. Who do you think will be predicted to win the conference? Because I'll tell you what I think, and then, Aaron, I want to hear yours, and I want to hear what our people think. I could see the University of Texas being predicted to win it next year, to win the conference in what could be their last go-around in the conference if some kind of of agreement is made for OU and Texas to go ahead and leave the conference for the 2024 season. I could see because of yours and because of Arch arriving, Arch Manning will maybe get to compete for the starting job. Aaron, am I being crazy or am I being logical to say I see a scenario where the Longhorns are predicted to win the Big 12?
3: No, that's what when you ask who I thought. I don't have any doubt that Texas will be picked to win the Big 12. I also don't have any (laughs) doubt that they won't win it, but. That's another story.
2: Wow. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that we both came to that conclusion? All right, let's hear from our Longhorns, and let's hear from, uh, you know, our our frogs and everybody on the text line. Who do you have, now that this thing's ended, the way it stands right now, and you've been watching this portal, you've been watching the way. And, first of all, who do we think – for instance, Aaron, I, I'm kind of fascinated with this aspect of it. Who would you say has done the best in the portal? Like already has done the best in the portal. Here's how I would rank it right now in the conference. By the way, if you want to weigh in with your pick, your way-too-early pick for the Big 12 right now, 254 254 254- 1660. CNC Collision Center text line. You know them, you love them, and uh, they've just renewed their deal on the text line. All right, I think they they love that I give the text line out all the time. They said, "Hey, let's let's do another deal. Let's get on the Mosley show." But they're on the whole station, John Morris Game Time, the whole shebang. Aaron, I think. <sighs> I'm going to rank the portal now, how I think teams have done in the portal, in the Big 12, to this point. Number one in the conference, TCU. Number two in the portal, (sighs) University of Texas. Number three, Oklahoma. Number four, Baylor. I think Baylor and they've lost some defensive backs, and they all seem to be in the Arkansas secondary now, but they've brought in some nice players. I like what Baylor's done. I've got Baylor fourth in the portal rankings, followed by Kansas State all right, Aaron, that's my top five big twelve portal rankings. Do you think the station should tweet that out, Aaron, is that <laughs> something you'd like to put out there? <laughs> No, no, we don't have to do that. We don't have to do that yet. All right. Um, we do have something we call the dismount. It's coming up next. You're home for Baylor men's and women's
0: basketball. ESPN Central Texas.
1: Howdy. Chuck Garner here. Professional guide, searching for bears in the wild, but not just any bears. Oh, no. A particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast, or even a bear yourself, join me, and let's find some bears in the wild.
8: Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni.
5: A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. Anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank Different, Bank Central, Central National Bank, member FDIC.
8: Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Do you know that this time of year, blood
10: donations are at their lowest? But there's good news. You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need life-saving transfusions. So do what I do, take a break, donate blood, and save lives schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org that's carterbloodcare.org or call 800-366-2834 for more info and help save a life with carter blood care
0: stay close the dismount with matt mosley is coming up on espn central texas espn radio sports center
7: I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Georgia Bulldogs win back-to-back national championships with a big performance, beating TCU Horned Frogs 65 to seven last night. Baylor women move five spots to number 18 in the AP poll. Bears are home tomorrow night, hosting Oklahoma State. Baylor men fall out of the top 25 for the first time since the start of the 2019-2020 season. The Bears travel to West Virginia tomorrow night, looking for their first Big 12 win of the season. Cardinals on Monday fired Cliff Kingsbury 10 months after signing him to a contract extension through the 2027 season. Cowboys could get some help heading into Monday night against the Bucks. Leighton Vanderish, Jonathan Hankins, and Tyler Biotis will all be available for practice this week. Dallas Mavericks in L.A. tonight facing the Clippers.
0: Tip is at 930. SportsCenter, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
2: Ah, yes. It is time for the Dismount. Aggies, you remember this name. The uh, Zach Calzada played at uh, Texas A&M, threw for, oh, 2,200 yards and 17 touchdowns at A&M in 10 starts in 2021. Aaron, that was, now the COVID year was when the Aggies really were good, but now they did knock off who in 2021? Was that the year they beat Bama? Did he beat Saban in 2021? Anyway, uh, Calzada is a former a and and then he went to Auburn. He is now transferring to Incarnate Word. Incarnate Word. All right. And uh, the quarterback from there last year put up enormous numbers. That one guy I was hoping Baylor would look at, Aaron, from Rockwall, that I told you about, Braden Locke. You remember us talking about him? Wisconsin. He is headed to uh, play at Wisconsin. And so um, – and then there's been some NFL news today. We always share a little bit of breaking news with you. And uh, the commander's – we know about Cliff Kingsbury being fired. The Washington Commanders are looking for a fresh start at uh, offensive coordinator. And uh, the North Turner's son was, uh, was uh, fired there. Scott Turner <clears throat> is out as the offensive coordinator with the Washington Commanders. All right. Um, lots to get to today. And we've done most of it. It leaves some for tomorrow. We'll do it all again at 4 o'clock. Everybody have just a tremendous evening, and we'll do it. And, by the way, Aaron, Ugga can't travel in planes because bulldogs have trouble breathing in altitude and that kind of thing, all right? One of my veterinarian friends just weighed in on that one. All right, it is the Matt Mosley Show. We'll talk to you tomorrow, 4 o'clock, straight up. Good night, everybody. (laughs)
0: This is the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Here's the voice of the Bears.